Keith on the way to church this morning. He's ready for me, so I'll let him change it out because I may have to have him come up here. Okay, try it. Yeah. We on? Okay. There we go. See if I can get a hook back on here. Nothing like dressing in front of the whole church. (laughs) That thing is tight, buddy. Okay, good enough. All right. There we go. All right. We surprised everybody because we didn't know it till we were on the way to church this morning. So that's the way the Lord does some things sometimes. So anyways, um, the other day something happened and I told Keith on the way to church this morning, I didn't think it was a coincidence. I thought there was more to it than that. I don't believe in coincidences. Do you? I don't think things just happen. You know, us in the body of Christ seems like have gotten a little, what's the word I'm looking for, lackadaisical. Does it seem that way? Kind of maybe a little bit laid back and and not pushing forward with some things, you know, just kind of resting on our laurels. You know, um, I guess it's been, um, where's Rachel's parents? Somebody, or Jordan, how old's the babies now? Seven or eight months old, she, um, one of the girls that works with us had twins. And um, when she had them, um, she, they were a little bit early. And Colt was, what, four pounds? Come on, Jordan, get it together. <laughs> three pounds. Three pounds. Colt was three pounds. And uh, he was a little bitty. And so they had him in ICU. There was a lot of miracles that happened during that. But I was sitting there just now and I thought about this. And uh, I told her, I said, I know you're tired and she'd been through a lot. You know, having twins is a lot within itself, you know, and she just had a C-section. And, and uh, it was um, a lot of stuff going on. The hurricane came in the middle of all that. And uh, I, ca- I called her one day and I said, uh, I know you're tired. I said, but you're in a hospital and there's a lot of spirits in there. And I said, and the spirit of death's in there. You know, I said, you have to stir yourself up and fight. I mean, you have to. I don't care how you feel because I could just sense it. She was kind of getting tired. And she sent me a testimony the other day, and I didn't know this. It made her mad (laughs) because she was tired. But she also said she needed it. And sometimes when we're tired... And sometimes when we don't feel like doing something, we need somebody like a mama to come along and kick Wayne in the knee and say, Wayne, stir up. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Randy, stir up. Kick you in the tail and say, okay, come on, guys, stir up. Or you're going to lose something. I didn't want her losing Colt. Now, Colt's bigger than June. If you saw them, if I had a picture handy, I'd put it up there. But they're adorable. And and Colt's bigger than June and won't be long, you know. um, They'll be running around. Perfect babies, both of them. Perfect. But the reason that I tell you that is because it's real easy in our lives when we're tired or when nothing's going on just to lay back. And do nothing. Well, the other day, I was kind of tired. We had flown, and there's just been a lot of stuff seemed like going. And and so I was just sitting there on the front porch at our house here in Branson. And I had my pups out in the yard, and they were just playing, and and they're cute pups. (laughs) And so they were just out there playing. And all of a sudden, I raised my head up. And there was this great big wolf. 
There's a debate whether it was a huge coyote or a wolf. I think it was a wolf because it was this tall. Yeah, wow is right. And it wasn't any further than from Keith to me. And it was about as far as from Wayne to me to my puppy. And here's the thing. I never saw him. I never heard him. He was very stealthy. And he was there to devour my little puppy. Now, I had a choice. I could sit there and get in fear. Because that's a big old wolf. And let him take my puppy. And cry. Keith wasn't there. Yell for somebody. Or I could fight. I jumped up. I ran. I yelled at that thing. I hollered. I jumped. I screamed. And I grabbed my puppy. Now, the devil doesn't want us to do that with him. He wants us to fall apart like a wet paper sack. And there's people with things in their life right now that the devil has come to us, no matter if it's big or if it's small. And he snuck in there kind of stealthy. And put things in our lives. And he wants us just to keep it there. John 10.10 says for the. Comes to steal. And to kill. And to destroy. How many of you have something in your life right now that's stealing. Or it's killing. Or it's destroying. Well, that just means that the devil has snuck in there and snuck something in on you when you wasn't looking. James tells us we have to resist him. But the problem is, so many people have kind of quit submitting to God and just kind of laid out on God. And relaxed their stuff with God. So it's kind of hard to submit to God and resist the devil. I didn't have any question about whether I was going to resist that wolf. Zero question about whether I was going to resist him or not. And that's the way we have to be with the devil. When he comes to you with something, no matter if it's your finances, if it's your kids, if it's your dog, if it's your health, if it's your whatever it is in your life, you have got to rear up and jump up on the inside. Something on the inside of you has got to do like I did from that porch. It has got to instantaneously rise up on the inside of you. Not a slow little, okay, I think I'll have to probably deal with this. I mean, you have got to instantaneously jump up on the inside and resist that devil. Yes. Elsewise, he'll start putting down roots. Because he wants to stay. But we have to resist him. And we have to tell him to go. With the, and it's not, it's not like you have to do a lot of stuff. But you have to open your mouth and tell him to go. Just like I did with that. And you may have to do it more than one time. But you have to tell him to go. 
God says he's a good father. And he's given us good things. So many people seem to be confused about whether they want to serve God or they want to serve the devil. I don't know. I've never been confused about it. Somebody that says that they will give you the desires of your heart. It's like, do I choose someone that wants to give me the desires of my heart? Or do I choose someone that wants to destroy me? Which one do I choose? How many of you want... Okay, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. How many of you have desires? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you have needs? Okay. How many of you have wants? Is there anything else that you have? <laughs> Desires, needs, wants. Is there any, any other categories? I, have God. I, mean, I, I understand that, but in, in flesh, physical. Yeah. Desires, needs, wants. Those all fit into those things, aren't they? Don't they? Desires is dreams. He said he would give us the... Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the... Desires. Desires of your heart. Uh-huh. What does Philippians say? My God shall supply... All my needs. According to... And does anybody know what Psalms 23 says? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. So why in the world would anybody even consider doing anything with the devil? Why would you? Why, why would you even consider going back into the world for anything? When you've got the source of everything. Why would you? I mean, we have the source of everything we want, need, desire, hope for. All we have to do is submit to him. And then it gives us the opportunity to resist the wolf. The problem is we have to resist him. We can't let him overpower us and take us. We have to open our mouths and we have to rise up on the inside. How many of you could do some more rising up on the inside? Yeah. Yeah. And where is the devil today? Under our feet. Under our feet. How many of you feel like he's over your head lately? Yeah. Yeah. He's not over our head. He's under our feet. And that's why you don't have to wonder when that wolf comes. It was a great visual for me. That's why I told Keith this morning. I see too many of us that have have just fallen down and quit resisting the devil. And we've got to stir ourselves up to build up the inside just a little bit and not let that sneaky thing, if he comes to you with something. And he tries to put it on you. Don't sit there and get in your mind and think about, well, I have cancer. Every time you think that, what you need to do is say, no, I don't. I resist you, devil. Or I'm broke. What do you have to do? You have to rise up on the inside and say, God supplies all my needs according to his, just like I did with that devil. He was trying to devour something from me. And every time he gives you those thoughts, he's trying to devour something from you. He's sneaky. He's not just going to come most of the time and just take everything you've got in one fell swoop. Now, he has done that lots of times. But most of the time, he's sneaky. Just like he was day before yesterday with me. And he tries to just sneak in and start taking things little by little in your life. And if you let him have one thing, then guess what? He's going to start taking another one. And Keith used to call it with me the pile-up technique. 
And it gets to the point where he's got your finances. He's got your health. He's got your kids. He's got your job. He's got your marriage. And it gets so overwhelming that there you are in bed with a cloth on your head and you don't even want to get up because you're so depressed. But you have to rise up at the very first thing. And you have to yell at him like I did that wolf. And you have to say, no, get away from here. And resist him. Because he is a wolf. And he will devour you. And he will eat your lunch. And every time, that's how he comes to us a lot of times with our thoughts. First, and then he'll attack our bodies. And then he'll attack our finances. Then he'll attack our marriage. Then he'll attack our kids. But as long as you keep thinking about it, he's winning. That's right. You keep thinking about how sick you are. You keep thinking about how down you are. You keep thinking about how broke you are and how you're going to pay it. You're not. We, we drove on the parking lot, into the parking lot the other night. And I looked at Keith. I said, I'm sure glad. I forget how I said it. I was thinking about it. I'm sure glad I don't sit around and think about how much money you and I have to come up with to pay for this and pay for Sarasota and pay for all the employees and pay for all this stuff. To know, if you knew where Keith and I came from, we came, Keith bought me a trailer. <laughs> That had no oven, no stove, no heat, but he loved to eat. (laughs) And I was supposed to cook. So I got a, I forget what I had, a hot pot and a, I didn't even have, they didn't make hot pots back then. I had a, uh, electric skillet and I had a toaster oven and I cooked everything in. I cooked cornbread in an electric skillet. I mean, and I'm going to tell you a story about him real quickly because uh, he's here and usually I have to tell him behind his back. <laughs> work on a dock, you know, and he used to haul freight, you know, and they do everything from lifting huge recliners and putting, stack them up in the back of these trucks, you know, because his dad worked there. And so as soon as we got married, he got him a job there, you know, and so, uh, um, but his dad worked in the office and he had to start out on the dock. So um, he'd work there at night and uh, they'd load trucks and stuff like that. And so uh, he did a lot of martial arts and stuff back then. So by the time he'd do his martial arts and he, during the day, and then he'd go work at the dock at night, the man could eat. <laughs> I would fry a whole chicken, a five pound bag of potatoes, fresh corn on the cob, and pack him, I am not kidding you, you know how big a brown grocery sack is? <laughs> That full of food every night. Six sandwiches, a hot plate of food, a gallon jug of milk. And he ate it every night until he started going to school at Raymond. He realized, I can't eat this way anymore. I've got to stop this, you know. And so, but anyway... I, I, we pulled on the parking, into the parking lot the other night, and I thought, if you would let the devil, with inflation and the economy, he could play with your mind. I mean, we're still human. You're the same way. You cannot let him get up here. You can't let him play in your mind. 
Whose mind is this anyway? It's your mind. You own this. It was bought and paid for with a price. You own it. Take it back. If somebody came and tried to steal your car, would you put up a fight? Well, don't let the devil come and try to steal your body. Put up a fight. Yell and scream. Some of you cuss anyway, cuss. You know I'm telling the truth. God sees us anyway. Just because you're in church, he knows what you do. Ain't no use in telling a lie. He's going to see it anyway. Hey, I'm, I'm real. Tell the devil to get out of there in no uncertain terms. Make him leave you alone. Some of you need to go home today and, and raise your voice to the devil and tell him to get out of your house. Tell him to get out of your money. Tell him to get out of your marriage. Tell him to get out of your family. Tell him to get out of your body. Tell him to get out of your stuff. It's been a while since you've done that. And he has creeped his way in. And he's sitting there. And every time you turn your back, he takes a nip at you. And you're missing half your arm and half your tail. we got to take back some turf, guys. We can't be lax. Just like I told Rachel, it's not time to be lax. The world is falling apart around us. And it's time we stir up and build ourselves up and start taking back our turf. I'm not letting him have mine. No matter what he does to you, no matter if he throws you out of a tree and you start listening to your wife again sometime... Or, y'all have to know the story behind that anyways. The church people know it. Or, you got cancer, or whatever your territory is, you take it back. And you start gaining ground. Take one little step at a time, but you're gaining all the time. You're not going backwards because I've sensed we, we kind of go backward in some stuff. It's time we start pushing forward again and pushing forward and breaking down some barriers and breaking down some doors so that the world knows we exist. We're here and we're not going anywhere. And so the devil knows. That wolf hadn't been back around. I've had, Dave's had people looking for it. Steve's been looking for it. Um, half the security for KCM's been looking for it. They was going to get rid of it for me. Nobody can find that thing. I ran that thing off. Good. He's gone. He's not coming back around my stuff. That's what you have to do with your stuff. You have to run him off of your stuff. You have to tell him you cannot be here. Who has authority over your stuff? Somebody else? Who's going to take authority over your stuff? Somebody else? If you don't do it, if you don't do it, he will come in and steal your puppy. He will come in and steal your stuff. If you don't do it, just like with Rachel and Colt, she had already had him. He was already there. They had already prayed about a good delivery. They had already prayed about everything. But I just sensed it as strong as I could. And she knew it immediately when I said it. It made her mad. But she had to stir up no matter how tired she was and take back her turf and say, no, no, no matter how tired you are. No matter how weak you are, no matter how sick you are, it's time to fight the good fight of faith and take back your stuff. 
Say, I'm going to take it. I'm getting my stuff back. I'm taking my turf back. I'm taking my body back. I'm taking my marriage back. I'm getting my kids back. I'm getting my money back. I'm getting my mind back. I'm getting my body back. I'm getting everything that's mine back. Devil. Now stomp your feet. You're under my feet. Go. That's all. Hallelujah. Yeah, we were across the road and uh, didn't know what was going on over there. And uh, then Brother Kenneth and I were sitting in the vehicle, and all at once we see that wolf come moving out. <laughs> <laughs> he went out, out of sight down the road, and, and we didn't. And uh, then I called Phyllis because I knew she was across, you know, the road with the dogs, and she said, "Yeah, she just put him on the road. She just." <laughs> <laughs> And we hadn't seen him since, man. (laughs) But isn't it true? Isn't it true that the Bible said the devil is subtle? Right? He's very subtle. And like she said, she, uh, it is a beautiful day. Everything is fine. And she looks up and this big thing is right there. Yes, snuck up. Snuck in. And it's too easy, you know, the nature of the flesh is uh, basically lazy. Hmm? Yeah, your flesh too. Is that right? Yours and mine. The nature of the flesh and and, uh, and so many, uh, even churches and so many ministers, and they preach that some version of everything that happens is God. You know? And so then uh, they act like the, the devil doesn't even exist. You know? But Jesus said it's the thief who comes to steal and to kill and destroy. So uh, all this killing and stealing and destroying, that's not God. That's not the will of God. And so it would have been uh, sad and ridiculous if Phyllis had just slouched down in, in her seat there on the porch and said, well... You know, this must be the will of God. Right? To let this wolf come and take her dogs and and kill them and destroy them. No, it ain't the will of God. Now, y'all are all agreeing with it, but you know why I'm saying this? Christians everywhere are tolerating loss and damage and all kind of stuff. And millions of them are saying, well, we just don't understand it, but God's ways are mysterious. No, no, it wasn't God's ways. It was the thief came and, and you didn't stand up to him. You, you didn't resist him. You didn't move against him. So uh, let's look at a couple of scriptures and act on them. Just following up with this. Go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Because the Spirit of God saying something today, isn't he? He's saying something about this. Ephesians 6. A lot of you know this, but uh, it's not knowing it that makes a difference. It's acting on it, right? It's, it's doing it. Verse 10 says, Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong. That's not the end of it. In the Lord. And in the power of his might. Now, uh, Phyllis mentioned about uh, Rachel, the mother of those two babies. And, and we've all been at a place where uh, you get tired. Yes. Yep. Right? Yes. And uh, that's what the enemy is watching for. Yes. Just like uh, an apex predator 
whether it's on the plains of Africa or, or here in Missouri, um, they particularly, they're looking for opportunity. Yes. Right? Yes. They're looking for weak spots. They're looking for an animal that's sick or tired or damaged or, yeah. or whatever. They're, they're always looking for that. Yeah. And the enemy, you know, he's, he's watching. The, uh, when Jesus resisted the enemy so powerfully and successfully in the wilderness... He said the enemy left him for a season. Well, what would he be looking for and waiting for to try to catch him when he's weaker? Is that right? Try to catch him when he's, and, and of course Jesus kept him waiting. Indefinitely. <laughs> but uh, he, the enemy knows, he, he keeps watching to, to catch you when you're down. When you're weak. But here's the thing. No matter how weak you are, the one in you is still strong. Yes. Hallelujah. Is that right? And all you've got to do is be willing to rise up and start to move and start to act. And just that step and act and word of faith will cause his strength, his strength to begin to come up in you. Now, if you just lay back and, and are passive and just quit, you won't experience his quickening power. No faith. No, you know, Brother Kenneth's been talking about corresponding action. Right? You got, you got to not just say you believe, but, but act on what you believe. And that's what he's saying. Be strong, not just in your own strength. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. What did the scripture say? Was it Joel 3.10? Let the weak say. When you're at the weakest you've ever been. And you feel like I just can't. I just can't resist the enemy. I just got nothing left. Yeah. Is your mouth still working? <laughs> right? Huh? Can you move your lips? Can you move your lips? Then hear what you can say. You can say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. But you gotta, you gotta resist. You can't just lay there and quit. I know it must have been 30 years ago now. I had opportunity to go down to Central America and minister in some things. And we had some services and things were going good. But uh, somebody came and said, you know, we have a woman here, minister, missionary, and uh, she's been diagnosed with final stages of, of cancer, and she's bed fast, and um, uh, didn't, wanted to know, would, would you pray for her? And so uh, uh, it worked out that we could. And so we came by the place there, and she was uh, cancer of the stomach. And just had not been able to eat solid food for, I don't know, months. And um, just had emaciated skin and bone. And they expected her to die just, just any time, any day. And uh, as I, I sat down by the bedside and talking to her, she's a minister. Uh, she'd ministered there for years. Knows God, loves God. And uh, uh, so I... I couldn't even hear her. She was so weak when she'd try to talk. It was a bare whisper, and I had to lean my my head down, uh, my ear close to her to even hear. And what she said was, I, "I'm so weak. I, I can't keep anything down. Every time I try to eat, it comes up. I'm just so weak." And that's how it was. But the Lord quickened to me. These verses right here and the one I just quoted. Let the weak say. Now, if you're there and you're healthy and you're feeling good, it's easy for you to say that. Is that right? You're not dealing with, with what they're dealing with. And, and don't get impatient with people. The situations you've never been there. You never had to overcome it. And that's so true. you don't, it's just talk till you do. Yes, that's but the word's still true. Yes. And so I said, well, sister, I said, uh, I said, let's, let's just say this. 
Um, and you know, uh, Brother Hagen, I mean, Brother Copeland rather mentioned this. He said, about faith calls those things that be not as though they were. So if you walk in by sight, then, uh, it's, it's over. It's just maybe minutes for you're, you're gone. And praise God, you're saved. You're going to see the Lord. But can you see the wolf was there? Stealing from her, her years. She wasn't that old. Stealing there to devour her health and her life and the rest of her years of ministry that she could get reward for and people could, and the people there loved her. She, she had been there for years and she's their woman of God. And I said, well, I said, dear, I said, I, I believe we should say this. Um, uh, I'm, I'm strong. In the Lord. And so she said. I'm strong. In. The Lord. I said good. 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 And. I said let's say it again. I'm strong. And I. We did this for probably, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. But the end of that 45 minutes, she's sitting up in bed. Sitting up in bed. Saying it loud enough, you could hear her in the next room. It was one of the most dramatic things I had seen along that line. I mean, from can't raise your head off the pillow. Can't hear her unless you put your ear uh, next to her mouth. And you could hear her in the next room. She, she said, I'm strong in the Lord. Wow. Glory to God. And in the power of his might. Wow. And boy, you could tell she, well, she knew what was going on. Yeah. And so she's looking at me. She's got a twinkle in her eye. Yeah. I said, God's doing something. She said, whoo, yes, <laughs> yes. Amen. And she said, but she said, I, I can't eat anything. And every time I eat something, it, it just comes right back up. And of course, you know, cancer of the stomach. I, I said, I know it, dear. I said, but don't say it again. Amen. Why? Life and death is in the power. Is that right? It's in the power of the tongue. And see, this is the same thing that Phyllis was talking about. Instead of just laying there passive, waiting to die. No matter how weak you are and how bad you feel, if you want to live, if you want to overcome, you got to stir up and start to resist this death and start to say something contrary to how it's been going and feeling. Just like the scripture said in James, you know, just like the, the bit steers the horse and the rudder steers the big ship, your tongue steers your life. And if you've been going down, 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 worse, 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 you gotta get this thing turned around. Is that right? We gotta get it going a different direction. And how do you do it? With your mouth. With your mouth. I said, no, I said, I know it, dear. I know it. I know it. But don't say that again. She said, what do you mean? I said, that's what you've been having. You don't want that. You want something else. So we got to say something else. And the Spirit of God was quickening me about this. I said, here's what you say. But she had also said that she couldn't stand even the smell of food. And she couldn't stand, you know, I just, I said, no. And, and she couldn't, she had no, no appetite. I said, no, don't say it again. You say this. I have a voracious appetite. <laughs> Are we calling things that be not? Is that right? I have a voracious appetite and when I eat, it stays down. Now when I said that, she looked at me, she's a minister, she, and she, she, she realized what I'm saying. She said, okay, alright. I said, let's say it right now. I have a voracious appetite. She's skin and bone, she's starving to death. And when I eat, it stays down. 
Is that resisting the enemy? Is that resisting the disease? Resisting the death? Instead of just going, oh, well, you know, I guess this is God's plan. I don't understand it, but no, it's not God's plan. You got to fight. You got to resist. And so, so I said, okay, let's say we're strong some more. So <laughs> I'm strong in the Lord. You need to go ahead and say it right now. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Come on, let's say it some more. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's not your might. That's his might. That's something beyond you, something bigger than you, something greater than you. Say it again. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, the enemy wants you to be quiet, be quiet, and you sit there and think on the problem week after week and month after month till you feel like you can't even raise your head. He wants you to quit and die and get out of here so that you can't influence anybody else for God. But you got to fight. And you fight with your mouth. And you fight with your words. And you go, no, no, no. Let the weak say. So say it again. I am strong. I am strong. Quiet, everybody. Everybody say this out loud right now, please. Say it out loud. I I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. You're resisting that temptation to be lazy and give up and quit. You're resisting it. You're resisting just laying there and letting the devil steal from you. Well, man, I mean, over the next rest of that hour, hour and a half or something, she's standing up. She's sitting up on the side of the bed, and then she's standing up. And and, and it's obvious. This is a miracle. For her to be up out of bed, this is a miracle. But before I left, I said, now, now dear, listen, listen to this now. I said... Uh, do you have any appetite? She said, I have a voracious appetite. <laughs> and I said, and what? Well, she saw how this is working, right? I mean, you, you have to be blind not to see this. And, and said, uh, I said, and when you eat, she said, it stays down. I said, now, now listen carefully to this. And so a lot of people think what I'm about to say is not faith, but it's more faith than they know. I said, if you eat something and it hits your stomach and, and it comes right back up and you, you throw, you know, throw up and it's bad. I said, you, you wipe your mouth and you say, when I eat, it stays down. Now this is fighting the good fight of faith. See, so many people, they don't understand that. And they think, well, yeah, but I said it and I still threw up. That don't mean a thing. You're in the middle of a fight. Come on. Is that right? Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you feel. You're not walking and living by sight. I said, if if you throw up, that's nothing. You didn't lose the battle. Right? Doesn't change the Bible. Doesn't change God. Doesn't change who you're strong in. Doesn't change what you're believing. Right? You say, no, no. You, you, you raise back up. You wipe off your mouth. If you need to wash your face and you say, no. When I eat, it stays down. About uh, four or five months later, I was at another meeting in the States. And I saw somebody and they said, uh, you were down in Central America a while back. I said, yeah. I said, you, you went and saw Sister So-and-so. I said, yeah. I said, did you know she's gained 25 pounds? She's gained 25 pounds. She's up. She's doing things. She's preaching. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
the wolf had snuck up all the way in to her bedroom. Is that right? And was devouring her. But it still wasn't too late. I said it still wasn't too late. Like Phyllis was talking. She jumped up and, and, and on the inside and said, no, get out of here. Get out of here. I resist you in the name of Jesus. And she resisted day in and day out. Day after day, she kept saying, I'm strong. Instead of being moved by how she felt and the prognosis, she kept saying, I have an appetite. And when I eat, it stays down. Read the rest of this, please. Ephesians 6.10, what did he say? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Who's going to stand against the, the what? If you don't do it, it won't get done. It doesn't just happen automatically. God doesn't do it. You, you have to do it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of the, uh, this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. So take to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Sound like some standing involved. Is that right? And, and, and withstand is the same idea as resisting. You've got to say no. No. Not my dogs. Not my house. Not my body. No. No, you can't have that. You can't have my kids. No. You can't have my business. You can't have my church. No. 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 I resist you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. Go. Now we got to do this more than once every 10 years. Because the enemy tries to come back. He does. And so every time he tries to come back. And I know it's inconvenient. And I know it's annoying. Like her. Having a nice day. Sun shining. Her dogs are playing in the front yard. And look up and there's this big wolf. He don't want to deal with this today. Is that right? We're having a nice day. <laughs> but isn't that the devil? I mean, it... <laughs> yeah, try to catch you when you're not aware. It, go, go to First uh, uh, Peter, and we'll close with this. Well, you got two messages for the price of one today. <laughs> First Peter 5. 1 Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you or lift you up in due time. God's not opposed to you being promoted, exalted, lifted up. He's opposed to you doing it. Follow him, let him do it. Right way, right time. Verse 7. Casting all your care on him. Because he cares for you. We are supposed to be. We'll see it in just a moment. Vigilant and watchful. We're not supposed to be afraid. And in fear. We cast our cares over on him. Verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Now, there's a difference between being in fear all the time and just being aware there's a devil around. Huh? He'll try to sneak up on you. No, I'm not living in fear, but I'm not dumb either. I know every morning of the world when I get up, he wants to, he wants to bite me. Is that right? He wants to sneak up on me, steal something from me. That's not being negative. That's just the world you live in. Right? And you need to be sober. That's different from being high. (laughs) 
That's exactly what the enemy wants you is to be high half the time or to be drunk and he will eat your lunch, man, while you're zoning. (laughs) A lot of folks are only barely adequate sober. (laughs) They, They can't afford any diminished capacity. (laughs) can't afford it brother you need to be hitting on all cylinders all the time you need to be awake and you need to be sober right sober not under the influence vigilant why because you got an adversary the devil and as a roaring lion he's walking about Devouring anybody he wants to. Just indiscriminately. Stealing and robbing and killing whoever he wants to. No, he's, he has to look to see who he may. Who he can get to. See that wolf thought maybe he had, he found lunch. But he had to go look somewhere else. Is that right? Because is that right? He had to go look somewhere else. Because Phyllis said, no, you may not. You, you, may, you may not. Do you have to say you may not? No, you, no, you can't have my this or my that. No, you can't. You can't. Seeking whom he may devour. That's not even the end of the sentence. Help me out. What's the rest of it? What's the rest of it? What's the rest? Whom resist steadfast. You don't just do it for a little while and then quit. You got to do it. And then when he comes again, you got to do it again. Is that right? And even when you don't feel like fooling with it, you got to do it again. Steadfast in the faith, knowing this is not just some rare thing that you're having to deal with. The same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren throughout the whole world. This is happening all over the world. But the people who don't resist are being consumed. They are being devoured. They are suffering loss that they don't have to suffer. But those who are on the watch. Amen. The more you grow and the more you develop, the Lord will help you. And you'll see the enemy thinks he's sneaking up on you. You go, "Ah, I see you. I see you. No, you don't. No, not at my house. You don't. No, you don't. Get out of here in Jesus' name. Resist him steadfast in the faith and you will be spared. You'll be protected. You'll be kept. You won't suffer loss like others do. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, 